Without Their Permission by Alexis Ohanian. One sentence summary. Without Their Permission is Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian's plea for you to start something, as he lays out how anyone can use the internet to shape the future of the 21st century without having to get a yes from somebody else first. My favorite quote from the author is, We don't even realize something is broken until someone else shows us a better way. Alexis Ohanian For the longest time, I hated Reddit. I really did. Whenever I went there to post something, I'd always get bashed. I'm very much into personal development, plus I have a pretty positive attitude about things. Which means, if I see something that I think might help me, I get optimistic about it and just give it a go. But that doesn't wash with Redditors. They're like scientists. They want to know why something is supposed to work. They want the data, the research, the facts, and of course, the proper sources for your arguments. They hate spam and meaningless blubber. They're deep thinkers. Earlier this year, I realized it wasn't Reddit that was bad. It was just me not helping the community in a good way. So I changed. I started posting really interesting things I found out while creating my motivational books list and dug deeper. Since then, I've had some great discussions, especially in the Today I Learned subreddit, which really took off, and can now rely on their critical feedback when I need it, just as they can rely on me posting valuable and interesting things. This book is a behind-the-scenes look at the fascinating story of how Reddit came to be, written by none other than one of the co-founders himself, Alexis Ohanian. He draws valuable lessons about the social power of the internet and what we need to thrive in the future. Here are three lessons from Without Their Permission to help you bring your own internet startup to life. 1. All startups have to solve a real problem, but it doesn't have to be a well-known one. 2. The internet can amplify anything, so be careful what you put out. 3. We have to fight to keep the internet open and uncensored. Ready for Reddit 101? Let's go! Without their permission, lesson 1. Your startup must solve a real problem, but it doesn't have to be a well-known one. This answers the question, to run a successful startup, do I need to do something that's popular? This is the first thing any startup book teaches you, so I'm not going to go too deep into it, but Alexis really made an interesting point about this. Noah Kagan calls it engineer's disease. What it means is that most people starting a business, and engineers are especially prone to this, hence the term, do it in the following order. Step 1. Build a, produ build a product you think people will like. Step 2. Go out the door, wave it around and ask, who wants this? And then they get sad when no one wants to buy this awesome thing they've spent months building. Here's what people like Noah and Alexis say you should do instead. Talk to potential customers first. Figure out what problems they already have. And then build something that helps them solve those problems. Now, here comes the interesting part. The real-world problem you're solving does not have to be a well-known problem at all. For example... A father and son duo from Australia invented a way to get honey from their beehives without having to open it and tranquilize the bees. Thanks to their simple system, the honey just flows out, literally on tap. Not a pretty common problem, yet it managed to gather over $13 million on Indiegogo, a crowdfunding platform. Forget about billion dollar markets or reaching one in seven people on the planet like Facebook, because even they started with just college campuses. campuses. Focus on a problem that's personal, close to you, 
and is unique to a small group of people, and you'll do just fine. Without their permission, lesson two. The internet can amplify anything overnight, so be careful what you put out. This answers, some of the, answers the question, what are some of the drawbacks of going viral? In 2007, Greenpeace started a campaign to track a whale via satellite to bring awareness to Japanese fishers still hunting these creatures and protest against an expedition set out to hunt down 50 whales. To engage their activists, Greenpeace held a poll to name the whale. Among the many majestic name suggestions with deep meanings such as Aiko, Libertad, Mira, Kaimana and Aurora was also one rather fun submission. Mr. Splashy Pants. When the poll ended up on Reddit somehow, the community ended up voting for the name 20,000 times, and it won by a landslide. You'd think this is stupid, but Mr. Splashy Pants ended up generating so much media coverage that the Japanese government ended up cancelling the humpback hunt. The internet has the power to amplify anything at will, so be careful what you put out. For example, YouTuber PewDiePie caused real trouble for John Scares on Twitter by using his following to get a bet to 1,000 retweets. And now, Scares has to do something really, really stupid. Without their permission, lesson three. It's on us to fight to keep the internet an open and uncensored place. This answers the question, will the internet ever and always be as liberal and open as it currently is? All of this, the good and the bad, rests upon one condition that the internet is a democratic, free, open, uncensored space. Ohanian says we have to fight and exercise our rights to keep it that way, for otherwise we risk losing all of this tremendous power. For example, in 2011, US Congress tried to pass the SOPA, Stop Online Piracy Act, which would have given private parties the power to just shut down websites at will. No notification, no judicial hearing. To fight this unprecedented censorship, censorship, Ohanian himself started lobbying against the bill. After all, censorship like this would rob others of the opportunity to do what he has done, change the world and liberate himself by making money in the process. On January 18, 2012, the world spoke up, called Internet Blackout Day, some of the most powerful websites like Wikipedia, Reddit and Google shut down entirely taking the last wind out of the bill supporters' sails. SOPA didn't make it through, through Congress, but we'll have to keep fighting for our internet freedom in the future. Here's what I learned from Without Their Permission by Alexis Ohanian. I want to talk a little more about the whole virality aspect of the internet, and I want to talk a little bit more about uh, censorship and keeping the internet open. Okay, first, virality. Now, many, many of us have had this dream that something they post on social media will go viral, right? Even if you don't use social media for business, you don't have an online business, no blog, nothing, secretly, you would love to be featured on the pages on Facebook you like, like, I don't know, Lad Bible or College Humor or I fucking love science or what they're all called. I seriously deep inside like we have this oh my god if i could just be famous for a day and for example there was a funny incident in my in my friend circle good friend of mine from the u.s she's in la she and her boyfriend go to went to disneyland and 
uh, his uh, her boyfriend was he has a couple I don't know thousand probably followers on Snapchat. He's he's somewhat popular there, has like a little circle of influence. And he kept making corny jokes about the ride. So he would take the name of the ride and twist it and and um, make some joke to to um, his girlfriend, Deanna. So he would say something like, uh, Hey, Deanna, aren't you excited about this our ride? If it's a pirate ride or something like that. Right. So he would collect those and make a Snapchat compilation. And then he posted that on YouTube and then it blew up, right? And it was all across and it was on these sites, these college sites like Mashable and stuff. And hundreds and thousands of thousands of people saw it and so on. And it was just fun and cool and he got lots of comments on Facebook. But it was super random, right? And afterwards, nothing happened. So that's the one thing. So first of all, of course, this secret desire to go viral is is mute, uh, on the other hand, even if you say if it has a practical benefit for you in terms of, say, business, because like me, you write a blog and if something goes viral, that's huge because you get new email subscribers, more people see your site, it gets higher ranked in Google, you get republished in a big publication and so on. Um, in the end, <laughs> it's it's never that big. I remember a, a, a line from Gary Vaynerchuk in one of his many videos that was like, every time you hope this is the thing, right? This is my moment. This is going to get me to the next level. It never is that thing. And it's true every single time because eventually the hype always fades and very, very rarely can you use a singular viral moment to piggyback on it for the rest of your life. Okay, that happens very, very rarely. Let me give you one example where that happened, which is definitely the exemption, not the rule. Uh, her name is Amy Morin. She wrote a book called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, right? And that is literally the title of a blog post she made. And she posted that on lifehack.org, which is not even that big of a site. And it's gotten sort of, sort of, sort of, I don't want to say spammy, but it's it's lost a lot of its touch over the years. It, it used to be big a couple years ago. But, but she posted that. It was an article, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And it went mega viral. Like it got... I don't know, it got a million shares or something like that. So it was huge, like millions and millions, tens of millions of people probably saw it. And obviously that got a lot of, she got subscribers and people talked to her about it and da, da, da. And eventually she got a book deal and she wrote the whole thing as a book and the book was translated into 20 languages and so on. And basically now she's an author and she used to be a lawyer. Um, but this rarely, rarely happens. This is like a one in a million, probably even less chance of that happening to you, right? Where you get so much momentum from one gig that you can actually carry it over to the rest of your life. So that rarely happens. So it's never worth shooting for that because you can't predict that, right? I've had things go viral and some bigger and some not so big. And sometimes it doesn't happen for months at a time. So first of all, so that just to get your perspective straight a bit on the reality. The other thing is, and that's really what this lesson was about, is the flip side. So the tweet, uh, okay, so the whole tweet thing, right? John Scares, I think he's a reporter or he's like a public YouTuber about news and stuff. I'm not exactly sure, but he posted on Twitter, uh, if, this gets if this gets 1,000 retweets, I'm going to shit myself and upload it. And guess who saw that tweet? PewDiePie, who's the biggest YouTuber, has like 55 million YouTube subscribers. So, And he has lots of uh, followers on Twitter too, I don't know, probably a million or so. So he just retweeted that and then everybody saw it and everybody was like, oh yeah, let's get this sucker to a thousand. And now I just checked it again. Now it sits at about 
4,500 retweets. Yeah, and he just commented under it like, fuck. <laughs> but he he never uploaded the video, right? So now people can call him out on this every time. So you have to be careful. And you also have to think of the downside. Like, what things are you putting out that you would have a problem with if they went viral, right? So keep just keep that in mind. Okay, second part, uh, keeping the internet open. Uh, I took the 2012 incident, but actually it's 2000, right now it's 2017, so there's been a lot more going on. And the battle for net neutrality, as it's called, is on. So net neutrality, if you Google that term, what it means is that basically what that the people who provide the infrastructure of the internet are not supposed to be biased in terms of what information they allow on the internet, right? So let's say the big providers, and it speaks to, to cell and service and uh, telecommunication companies like Comcast, Verizon, uh, O2, Telefonica, it's called in Spain. Uh, in Germany, we have Telecom. These people are not supposed to decide what's allowed on the internet and what not just because they happen to be the ones opening the gate to the internet, right? Uh, but that's exactly what's happening in some cases. There have been many. Uh, and just recently, in April 2017, there was a sort of uh, attempt to to regulate this, to uh, destroy net neutrality, by a man named Ajit Varadarash Pai. I think, and he was the new FCC chairman. The FCC is is the federal office of basically censorship in the United States. And so that caused a huge outbreak and there's been campaigns and there are the campaigns are ongoing all the time where you can basically sign an online petition so all you have to do but it's it takes very little but it adds up to a lot if millions of people do it is that there are certain fights for net neutrality that you can support simply by entering your name your email address and maybe your country and zip code or something like that and then say make a short statement why net neutrality is important to you and these sites they bundle up all this 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 uh all these complaints basically and they make it into a petition and they direct that to the government or they even redirect it directly of course you can donate and stuff but i just want to tell you i just want to point you to two sites the first is act.freepress.net there you will find a sort of landing page from a guy named uh, john oliver who had a campaign on his on his late night i think talk show uh, or news show and that went viral a couple of years ago. So he's been a fighter for net neutrality uh, ever since. And he basically says, do you really want to trust in the people who say that they will be at your house at 10 a.m. and then they don't even show up uh, for four hours or basically or sometimes don't show up at all, right? Because that's what cable companies are. They're shitty all across the globe as far as I know. Um, and we're supposed to trust these people to to give them our confidence and say, you know what, you decide what's on the internet. You decide. You do a good job there, right? Obviously, nope. So he has that petition going there, act.freepress.net. And then there's another one I recently signed, which is really just a small petition where you write a letter and there's even a pre-written one you can just hit send on, which is called battleforthenet.com. That's battleforthenet.com, all in one word. Um, so if you have, if you can spare two minutes, really just go there, fill it in name, email address, zip code, that's it. And, um, if you want to do more, you can check out Google net neutrality. There's tons of places where you can support, um, you can tweet, you can, you can do all kinds of things, but just sending off this little note every once in a while 
that's going to be huge. So let's together keep the internet open and uncensored. I think we would make Alexis Ohanian proud and we would make the world better for ourselves for sure. I hope you learned something here and I will see you on the next summary.